Hey, holy people. I am your host, Maya Ariel Gaston, and this is the Thoughts and Testimonies podcast. In this podcast, I hope to share with you a little slice of my life and the ways in which I discern how to live as the light in what could seem like a really, really dark world. Now, I am far from perfect, but I do try my best to press forward towards perfection. And these short stories, I pray you find ways that you can be you, shine bright, and stay holy. And if that ain't possible, then maybe take that up with God. Hey, holy people. Well, it is still Black History Month, which means we are continuing our discussion on everyday acts of resistance to honor the national theme for this month's celebration, and that is Black resistance. Now, there was just no way that you can discuss Black history or Black resistance without highlighting the community. And more specifically to me, I think about sisterhood. On a trip a few years ago to the Museum of Women's Resistance in Brooklyn, New York, I learned about a quiet revolution that was rooted in sisterhood. In the 1960s, there was a group of Black women who sat around a dinner table sharing various revolutionary conversations in sisterhood, in communion with one another, and in fellowship. Coretta Scott King, Eva Savage Jennings, and Rosa Parks are just a few to share seats at that table. Each woman with leaders of their own revolutionary movements sitting at a table in sisterhood. And it is then that I realized the true power of sisterhood for me. And sisterhood is an everyday act of resistance for me. This life is not one that we are meant to be living alone. And I admit at times it could be isolating um, and it could feel lonely, but it has always been in those moments of community where I connect with sisters around me that I have felt most liberated. Where there is sisterhood, there is unity. Where there is sisterhood, there is also joy. There is also peace and love and baby, even accountability and tough conversations. But as the Bible says, for where two or three gather in my name, there I am with them. So for me, where there is sisterhood, there is a presence of Christ himself. And I would be very remiss if I did this episode by myself. So I am very honored to include a very special guest. So with me today, by my side, is my soul sister, my line sister, my prayer partner, my best friend, my accountability partner, person who I am on the phone with 99% of the times, honey, future are in, several degrees shoddy, whose second master's is coming in December. If you know her as 3K, I know it's because she outscored your man on the courts. But some of y'all might also know her as CK or Kamaria King. But baby, this is my good sis. You hear me? Welcome to the podcast, Shawty. Hey, y'all. Thanks for having me, sis. Honey, let's get right into this. (laughs) What does sisterhood look and feel like to you? Um, to me, sisterhood is about vulnerability. It's about respect. It's about, you know, being and feeling unconditional. Um, I think we often, I mean, you could look up the definition of sisterhood about like, you know, a group of women coming together or a relationship between sisters. But I think that the true definition of sisterhood for me would have to be, um, 
our relationship. Um, there's no blood relation here. We don't got nothing, you know, bonding us. Well, I mean, we got experiences bonding us, but um, no blood relation. But as you know, you know, you are my person. Um, you are happily married. Love my brother. And I got a man with him. <laughs> Shout out to Jalen and Dalen. But at the end of the day, like, you're still my person. So um, I think our sisterhood is rooted in having a space to grow personally and spiritually and um the love and support that you have shown me over the years as well as that i've shown you um and then just the peace that we have of a place of you know of safety that we have between mm-hmm. us has always or has made our relationship very strong so yeah, I know we're going to get into that a little more later, but yeah. <laughs> we're going to kick it off, yeah. <laughs> I, heard, um, I heard this quote, well, I looked up this quote on the Google, because you know, that's where we go to things. Um, but it says, mm-hmm. sisterhood is holding space for one another to be our full selves, whatever that looks like, messy or not. Mm-hmm. It's loving each other while we figure life out. And I think that is the definition of what we experience. Like we have evolved into many different versions of ourselves and just our friendship. And there's times we get on the phone and I'm crying, you crying. We look a hot mess, you know, bonnet, honey, on the toilet with one another. Like it's just so raw and unapologetic like my own husband don't even want me to call him when I'm on the toilet but you know I do that with you so um I echo everything you said and I think that's what I value the most because in society you know I think people we're used to people put on these fronts on social media of well I have to put my best foot forward I can't Mm -hmm. let anybody know like my flaws or know my imperfections and I don't have to worry about what that with you and I think that's why we are so connected and so deep because you could call me out on my stuff and you also can literally like you know give me wisdom like nobody else because you know the real the raw you know and I'm not putting on this facade so anytime I come to you for advice your advice is always going to hit and it's always going to produce something you know right period period (laughs) period period um okay (laughs) I know you don't like that so let's give the people a little bit of the evolution of our sisterhood how in the world do we become friends (laughs) you want my version or your version we can go with your version first I will interject as needed um well I knew of you before we met um seen you a time or two but you know I was busy being a student athlete and everything so I didn't really know I didn't know not big popping but I just wasn't in the circle with non-athletes I didn't know people like (laughs) that (laughs) I was gonna say the regular but you know what I mean (laughs) you know no offense no offense to anyone who had that experience because I know y'all be saying stuff about the athletes, but whatever. Anyways, um, our circles, we were not in the same circles. Well, to my knowledge, we weren't in the same circle. 
And um, then we, I remember seeing you at um, Rush for Delta Sigma Theta Sorority Incorporated. Mm-hmm. And um, I still, I don't think I spoke to you then either. You did not. I think I was, you you yeah. very, very um, obviously made no eye contact with anybody there. I just really don't understand how if you were going to go be bonded with a group of ladies that you knew that some of us in that circle would be, you were just really not about mm-hmm. us initially. You know, came in with your little, that point, curly little fro, honey, just mm. closed back, I... your hand, acting like you had no time of day for us. And I knew of you as well. And people told me, they're like, oh, you're going to love her. And that right. was my first reaction. Like, girl, it's not, it's not about the first impression with me. It really isn't, you know? Um, some people don't get to experience this love that I have because they can't get past the first step. So, you know, shout out to you for getting past that. <laughs> but <laughs> anyway, shout out to God. <laughs> shout out to God. Um, yeah, but um, we were in a position where we had to get to know, get to know each other, and we did. And here we are. Very well. So let's hear. Yeah. Let's hear. You version because i know your version's a little different um yes that is very much my side of the story um i think after that initial point yes then we were close because of circumstances and things we had to uh, go through and you were still Mm -hmm. very much guarded then but i think it took you just seeing that i was consistently showing up and I was consistently yes. a person that you could talk to and that I would also open up and, you know, the, the mm-hmm. you know, relationship was reciprocal. Then your guard started coming down. And then at the point it was like, this is ride or die. Like, this is our life for life. And we've been inseparable. However, you know. Locked yes. in. Yes. But that I will never forget the way that you just walked past me like I was a peasant. <laughs> a peasant. But... <laughs> Thank the Lord for grace and mercy. This is why you always show people kindness. You know, you never yes. know, you never know what value that person is gonna have in your. You life. know, and I just want to say sorry on behalf of the younger me who walked <laughs> past you. I really could have been going through something that day. Okay, I think you I were actually. Just, I could have <laughs> just got done running a thousand suicides, just pumping out a bunch of weight. Like you know, it. it, it there could have been a lot of things, but I actually I think you were. You. I think there was a. I think you said that there was an interaction with the coach that shall not be named. Um, so I genuinely do think you were going through some. You stuff. know, here we are again. Thank you, Lord, for the grace. Okay. Amen, honey. Okay. So then, in so we know how we became friends, um, but mm-hmm. what made our relationship different from? previous friendships that we have like you have mentioned earlier mm-hmm. that I'm, I'm your person like in what moment did you know I was your person um well first I think friendship a lot of times friendship or relationships people base it off of uh time like how long the relationship has existed or whatever um I think for us it was more about our experiences and our willingness to be so vulnerable with each other Mm -hmm. um, that makes 
the time really not mean anything um, because our relationship, I feel like our relationship got strong very fast and we've kind of just been consistent with that, but we were able to lay that foundation early um, because we were so open with one another. And um, <clears throat> there are a lot of, there are a few people that, um, and they know who they are that I consider being my sister, um, being close enough to me, you know, not blood, but is deeper than just a friendship or, you know, a, a seasonal friendship. Um, but for you and I, I just think that our love is just super deep. It's super genuine. It's unconditional. Um, and so just this, just based off of the strength of our relationship and, um, I mean, really, the experiences did a lot. So <laughs> off of that, you know, I was just like, yeah, okay. Like, I'm going to be open to this. I'm going to be open to what she got, what she got going on, getting to know this person, um, like you said, for who you really are. Um, but yeah, I think we were close after you graduated because you you left me first. Um and then just through the distance, I think, I mean, you and I are well, well aware of long distance relationships. You had to do one with Jalen and I'm doing one with Dalen. But um, I think people always say, you know, long distance relationships don't last. They're hard. And whether that and I think that's, you know, intimate relationships or friendships, they're all the same. But mm -hmm. for us, we even if we weren't talking every day we were still very consistent in, um, you know, wanting our, wanting the relationship to be a thing, wanting it to work. Um, so with that, and then I think COVID for sure was when we had, well, we had more time on our hands. Mm -hmm. Um, so we spent a lot more time together over the phone and doing Bible studies and stuff. And so, yeah, I mean, I, I think our relationship is really hard to explain, hard to put into words. Um, but, yeah, it just, you just ease what it eats. You're my person. Yeah. It, you can't leave me. So. Period. Sorry. Yeah. Our experiences <laughs> definitely brought us close and um, <laughs> would even venture to say trauma bonding um, brought <laughs> us close together. But. I think because we realized there were there are a lot of character traits, I think, in that moment that we realized we wanted or needed from a sister. Right. Like mm -hmm. someone who was going to be loyal down for me for anything, someone who was willing to drop everything at a moment's notice and, you mm -hmm. know, um, help me out. In consistency. Very consistent. Yeah. So mm -hmm. we were spending a lot of time um, together, but in that a lot of our character was being shown and you are a very big person in actions over words. And so I think during 100%. that time, Come on. even though we weren't like, I mean, like we didn't tell each other our whole life story in that moment, you know, mm -hmm. that through our actions, like we, we saw each other, like we had discernment to see what was going to make a good quality sisterhood that was going to last you know, through this time. And for context, mm -hmm. right? Like we crossed in April. I graduated in May. I 2018. Moved, yep, yep. Moved almost right after that, right? Because I went, like yeah, like literally right after <laughs> that. And so we were, 
away from each other for a long time. And I mean, when, when I was in North Carolina too, it was, it was difficult because of the um, time change and all that stuff. And mm-hmm. we definitely did not talk as much as we did now, but the, I think that's when it was like, Oh man, I really miss my friend. I really r- miss being in her presence a lot. And I think in that moment was when we started talking a little bit more and almost like, it's like, Whenever we did talk, it's like, let me catch you up on every single little thing that happened, right? Like literally last <laughs> month, <laughs> last month. Okay. I wrote down some notes. So last month, so-and-so had texted me this girl. What do you think about this? And then, you know, so it was, yeah. it was a lot of that. Um, but then yes, during COVID and that's, that's the thing, honey, COVID showed people a lot of stuff about who they thought were friends and who they didn't think were friends. But um, mm-hmm. I think our our relationship just kind of increased then. And in that moment, you, I think you were the one that initiated wanting to do Bible studies. Granted, you were going through lots of stuff in your personal relationships and stuff. Prior to, prior to, right, prior to my good brother, Dalen, okay, this is, thank the Lord, we prayed for you. We're very (laughs) thankful you are in her life. But before, but before, maybe, I was the rock for a lot of some of these mm-hmm. girl. What was I thinking conversation? So sis, what made you, well, first let me, let me, let me ask this question. How did mm-hmm. you know you could be that vulnerable with me in regards to your spiritual side to invite me even to like want to do Bible studies with you? Um, I mean, I think it goes back to what you said about, my my rule of thumb action over any type of talk so um when we first started getting to know each other you know you said you did what you said you were gonna do and that's what I you know hold very close to me when even having react relationships with people so that built the foundation for the trust that we had um and I I knew that I wanted to get closer to God and um my God was like who what better person to do it than my sister like to help me through this process I mean I knew you already had um a relationship with God so it was and I felt like too during that time because there was just a lot going on for you and for me so during that time I was like let's just use this as a way for us to you know grow as women of God, grow as sisters in Christ. Um, and if it don't work, it don't work, but <laughs> we can still try. Right. Like, <laughs> and we did try. We was, it was not working at the beginning. It was not working. <laughs> Let me tell you about this beginning. Okay. Because when people hear that I do morning devotions or Bible studies with you, they're like, Oh my God, that's so amazing. That's so great. Then they mm-hmm. hear how long we did that for What? Cause this is going on what three years now. Right. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're like, oh my goodness. That's you know, and I'm like, no, like, no, okay, personal. <laughs> so yeah. when we first started, I was working out. I think I was working out and I was going to the gym very early because then I very was early. work. Yeah, I was working or trying to figure that out or something. So we would call each other at four o'clock your time in the morning, right? Four were you getting up at four? Sometimes. Sometimes, depending on your schedule, 
it was yeah depending on your schedule but i think it was around four probably yeah. four, four or five four or five morning, i don't know i was asking this girl to get up and talk to the lord because i like to talk to the lord in the morning okay and she wasn't the sick as she was today okay because she would get on the phone i mind you have been up for like an hour or so i done worked out um at this point i'm making my breakfast i'm sitting out i'm calling her she would get on the phone just not open up her eyes and she'd be like um you're doing the most right now you're being very loud um i really don't want to do this can you can you please like so much attitude and so much sad and so we would just be you know i would be very calm like okay yeah i'll bring it down let's go talk to the lord right and i'll be like I read a verse and okay, do you have any comments? No, next one. Like, bro, she was not giving me nothing to work with. No, I remember that. You were not giving me nothing to work with, hunty. I was like, Jesus, this is difficult. Then we changed the times, I think. um, And then we changed up the way that we were studying. So instead of just getting on the phone and not really having a plan and trying to pray and hope that God just Mm -hmm. give us a verse, we were like, okay, let's strategically study a chapter of the bible um at a time and when we read we would read mm-hmm. through that or study a book of the bible and read through a chapter every day and i think that helped us with the consistency and just knowing what to expect and then you started to open up and you know just be who you are now today i'm so grateful mm-hmm. that we studied you know that, that was rough there there is really no excuse but i'm a i'm a i'm a just say a little something because mm, not a morning person <laughs> mm, that was early girl had to go to work ooh ooh but here we are you know and and look at the holy spirit come on holy spirit God does things in seasons to prepare you for the next. So who would have thought I had to get up at the crack of dawn to get ready to go to school and to go to the hospital to be a nurse? Who would have thought? Literally now the roles are reversed Mm. and she is hours ahead of me. And you are the main one talking about these early times way earlier than me. I mean, granted, it's not four o'clock. You know, it's it's not four, which I would not it's be not opposed four. if you pulled that on me because it's only fair. But, mm. um, yes, absolutely, what you're doing now. I will also say too, right? We talked earlier. You are a woman of action, and yes. this girl, right? When she said, "Oh, let's do Bible studies," I thought it was going to be like, a, "Oh, let's you know, once a week kind of thing on Wednesday, <laughs> bro." She had me calling her every single morning because she was like, if I'm going to take this walk with God, I need to talk to yep. you every day. every day. So you need to be on this phone call with me to make sure you're doing this every day. Do you hear me? Like, bro, seven, like six, seven days a week at one point. Like, it's yes. So when I say this girl holds me accountable, she will hold me accountable. And if we miss a week, okay. A good sis has said that she is now transitioning. She is in nursing school. So our schedules are changing because now she's in school and mm-hmm. I work. I got a predictable schedule. And so um, there was a time recently where <laughs> I thought we agreed upon two days and I got my days mixed up. Okay. And this girl called me. I was asleep. And she said, girl, what are you doing? Why haven't you called me? Oh. Okay, so when I say 
that to me you being a sister is truly like having an accountability partner and and having an accountability partner in the right ways so right like some people have yeah. sisters who'll be like oh let's go out to the club let's do whatever you know and they'll mm-hmm. do whatever to get you out the house you are that sister that you're gonna do anything to make sure i'm in that word and i appreciate that about you period very much so so i want to talk about proverbs 17 Okay, let's get because, to it, girl. And that's on 17. <laughs> that's on 17. So, in these Bible studies, mm-hmm. there was a point at which we were reading Proverbs, and I think in one of our, okay, God, speak to us, what should we read today, moments that was less structured, and we read Proverbs 17, 17, okay? Um, what was it about this scripture that hit so hard for us when we first read it? Well, okay, let's, let's give, let's give the people the verse. So I got two translations for you. Um, oh, come on, sister, come on, you can't, come on. <laughs> it reads, a friend loves at all times and a brother is born for a time of adversity. Um, and then the other translation, a friend is always loyal and a brother is born to help in a time of need. What? Adversity? Need? Needed it? Loyalty? Got it from you. Like, <laughs> I mean, like, the thinking about our relationship and the journey that we had to face as individuals, all of the nonsense that was surrounding me, um, it just, the verse just hit harder than, than, I mean, just regularly reading it. I know there's a point in time where we look back on it. And was like, what? Like, why are we going so hard for 17? Like, 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 at, like so hard to the point where we were like, let's get matching 17 tattoos, bro. Yes. And I don't have a tattoo on my body. Do you hear me? Like, oh, yeah. this was our ride or die. Like, you are my person. You are mm-hmm. here for me through everything. And we recently revisited that. And I'm telling you, I don't understand why it hit so hard. I really don't. I'm telling you, it was it was the season. But I mean, I'm not I'm I'm not opposed to the tattoo. Still, just want to put that We're out not. there. No, ma'am. Um, I think we need to do some more research on the number seventeen. I don't know. It, I don't know odd numbers. I don't know. But it is another odd number. Yes. But, but I do on life. Odd life. <laughs> We're not condoning that. Let me pray on that. Um. <laughs> But I do think that that is a good uh, distinction between a, just a regular friend and mm-hmm. a sister, a brother, right? Like somebody we consider family because friends, they can come and go. Um, but your brother and your sister, I mean, they're going to stick with you through the hard times, the roughest of rough, the ugliest of ugliest. And mm-hmm. you were definitely that person for me. And I was that person for you a lot of times in our life. Um, and I think that that is what I value so much about our friendship and we see that like so much throughout scripture um Mm -hmm. i said earlier like this christian walk is not one that we're supposed to to navigate alone like that's so anti everything of what god you know has written his word you know another verse in proverbs says iron sharpens iron um that there are oftentimes we were called to to talk to one another, confess our sins to one another, or mutually encourage one another by our faith. And I think um, that is why for me, our sisterhood was so important because not only were you just a great friend, but you were a great 
um, sister in Christ as well. Mm -hmm. That when I look back on who I was a few years ago and who I am today, baby, the devil ain't got nothing on Maya today, okay? Because we done learned how to pray together. We done learned how to study together. And not to say that all that stuff wasn't already there, Mm -hmm. but it's different when you're putting it into practice every single day. And it's different when, um, when we're going through real life situations and I can't say, okay, hold on, sis, let me look up on Google real quick. Okay, so so it says here in the word, you know, that you're supposed to do this or respond this way, like having right. that daily practice to where the word was on our heart. So now I could be a wise counsel to you when you needed me and when you could be a wise counsel to me when I needed you. Mm-hmm. And I think that is um, what I needed so much in so much of my transition in my life. And that's why, I mean, I'm telling you this bond is not going to get broken because this bond is written in the heavens. Like <laughs> there's nothing is. on this earth that you can do. So my question to you, sis, um, why do you feel like being in community or being in sisterhood with someone is so important on the, uh, someone's Christian walk or Christian journey? Um, <clears throat> Dalen and I was uh, recently doing Bible study and uh, I believe it was in Ephesians. Um, Paul was talking about bringing together the Gentiles and the Jews and um, how the purpose is to represent the church. So like God calls us, we know that God calls us to live in community with one another. We're not supposed to do this walk in Christ. We're not supposed to do this walk on earth by ourselves. Um, so, I mean, it's, it's in the Bible. What? Like there's, <laughs> there's nothing more to say about it. Like this is what we're supposed to do. But I think um going through the ups and downs of life like you don't want to do that alone there's there's no yes we we experience things and we need that time of isolation and in the wilderness with god only but like we are meant to be companions for one another and um meant to hold each other accountable meant to share our testimonies with people like if we don't have that community then we're not doing any of these things. So mm-hmm. um, sisterhood is just another way of that. And obviously we spoke about it. Like that's what our sisterhood is based in, um, in God and our spirituality. So if we didn't have that, like I could only imagine our friendship probably wouldn't have last, honestly. I mean, huh. <laughs> <laughs> so speaking of that, right? Like I imagine there might be some people listening to this and be like, that's great. What y'all have is admirable. I don't have a person mm-hmm. like that I could do that with. Or um, maybe I had a person in the past, but they've kind of fallen off. So mm-hmm. what would you say to them are like keys for seeing as close as we are through the different versions of our adulthood, right? Like we were mm-hmm. friends and still remain close through our single season um, mm-hmm. and our broke season, honey, and our, mm-hmm. you know, being in relationships uh, season, me being married, um, being across the way, uh, you know, long distance. So so what would you say are those keys for us um, staying as close as we are? Um, I think, well, I mean, relationships are <clears throat> pretty individualized, but um, I would definitely, you, well, one, you can't force nothing, no matter how much you like the person or want a relationship to work out, any relationship, you can't force it. It's just not going to work. Um, but I think 
vulnerability, you know, that's like we said already in this multiple times, like that was a really big thing for us. Um, being open about being open and being truthful, truthful about things. Like I, I don't think that you and I have necessarily had a hard conversation strictly on the fact, because I respect what you have to say. Like, you know what I mean? Like we're not, it's not like a butthead situation or I don't feel comfortable bringing something to the table um, because we have that kind of relationship. Um, I think the, like I said, the respect um, and I mean, it is just gotta be unconditional. Like, and it has to be healthy. Like, I think that's really what thing is that you and I have both have had unhealthy relationships and mm-hmm. we know what that looks like. So um, I mean, my only advice would pray to God that he brings you that person. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I don't think that there's a, a an equation for it, but yeah, um, this is real, real God ordained over here. So truly. And I was going to say, I think that, I think that was our key too, because yeah, we were close, you know, when we were, um, in undergrad and just starting mm-hmm. at the beginning of our um relationship and friendship and stuff but i mean even then when i think back i mean there were circumstances where we were praying too like i don't i don't think it was as fervent as it was you know as we are now or we took yeah initiative to do that but i think it was a subtle thing that i, I did not realize was there but it what i think was yeah. there from the beginning um but keeping God at the center, right? Like if you have friends who you are afraid to even like share that you're going to church or share that, mm-hmm. you know, you want to pray for them or whatever, then in my head, like you're not being authentically you and, and you're always going to feel like you can't be yourself. Um, and our entire purpose on life is to be a light and to spread the gospel. Mm-hmm. And so if you can't even do that with someone you call your friend, how do you expect to, sh- to share the gospel with someone who, who literally has never even heard it before um, or can't even like view that from the way that you live? So I, I think that's yeah. the first thing. Right. Um, and we live out our sisterhood the way that I think Christ wants us to right like mm-hmm. when there are there are times where um when I was on my journey trying to get healthy honey and my good sister was like listen I've heard this several times before and you ain't did nothing okay like we need to tighten up like what's going on like there are times she would literally talk to me like that and call me out and I need that right there are times yeah. when I'm venting to her about a story and she's like actually no nah, I think you're in the wrong like you should probably forgive this person um and vice versa, we say the same thing to to one another. So if we can't even mm-hmm. do that in our closest relationship. Like there's no way that you can expect to be able to do that in your marriage or in your relationship with your your families and your other friends and your parents and stuff, you know? So, um, you know, finding a person where you can live out the word with together is mm-hmm. the key. Like you can, you go to church with people every single Sunday and y'all are reading the word. Y'all are in the same building reading the word. But if you're not able to practice that and and walk that journey with someone, um, then all you've simply done is read the word. You haven't taken right. it into practice. You haven't walked that truth out. So um, it is an honor walking out this thing and figuring out this thing called Christianity together. I think that's another piece of why our relationship has evolved over time because 
there were lots of times that we were living in sin and still are, okay? Because we're not perfect people. Yeah, we're not. And um, we never tried to pretend that we were perfect. We never once told each other we were going to hell. We were like, girl, I'm feeling you. <laughs> I feel you, honey. We just go pray for that grace on this right here because we're right. And so there's so many times people would see somebody doing something wrong or calling out people's sin and all they're doing is judging them. Um, and mm-hmm. they're not really offering anything um, that's that's worth value to them or not even really covering them with grace. And you're never going to be friends with somebody like that. You're never going to bring somebody to Christ like that. So I'm appreciative that um, we have, honestly, we've been reflections of God's love and his grace in our own relationship. Like we love each other the way that we interpret how Jesus loves us, loves the good, mm-hmm. bad, and the ugly, and all that. So I think that helped us throughout the variations of ourselves, you know, where mm-hmm. we was trying to be hot girls out here in the streets, the holy girls <laughs> out here. Like all of that stuff has remained consistent. So, you know, there was nothing that was of, of shock or of detriment to us getting to know each other because we already knew what it was. Like, right. You know? Wonderful. Period. Poo. Well, people, (laughs) y'all have got to know my good sis so well. Y'all see why I keep her in my life? (laughs) We didn't even get into the part about you being buddy buddies with Jalen. Like, these two are thick as thieves. I think that's another key thing of our friendship, right? Like, my good sis knows everybody in my family. She is my family, okay, (laughs) including my husband. Um, However, um, we'll say that for another day, another part. <laughs> but guess this, is there anything you want to share on the topic of sisterhood as resistance before we close out? Um, you know, sisterhood is dope. I love yeah. it here. I love I really it here. <laughs> right here. Don't ever want to leave here. Five stars. Um, and y'all just need to ask Jesus for some real friends. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's it that's all that's Jesus for some real friends and to expose the fake ones please because there. he will he'll do it in an instant too and you'll be like what hey listen and ooh child honey we, we ain't never gonna end this episode <laughs> that makes me want to say right everything that you heard about me and my good sister's relationship is an act of resistance because it's both a safe space for us We find joy in it. We're liberated and it's reciprocal, right? If you are the friend that is giving everything and nobody is giving nothing to you, you need to take that up with God because that is not a reciprocal relationship. Mm -hmm. That is not a safe space for you to feel liberated. That is a place for you to feel like a leech, okay? For you Mm -hmm. to feel like people are just sucking things out of you in your life or being the leech, right? Um, and so that's the key. And that goes for sisterhood, brotherhood, relationship. relationships, marriage. Like it is two people need to work together at that. When I really say three mm-hmm. people, right? Because if you're not including Jesus, then whatever work you think you're doing is not being done according to his will. So it, it, there's no purpose in, in trying to do this by yourself. But um, it has to be, it has to be reciprocal. That's why it's so dope for us because we never once feel... Like, either one of us is putting in more work than the other. Like, mm-hmm. this is just covered by grace, honey. 
Yeah. I love it here. Thank you, Lord. <laughs> I love you. All right, holy people. Well, that is our episode for today. I pray this episode has blessed you and that you find you a good group of friends that you could be in community with. Or, in my case, at least one good one like my good sis. And I want you to do that so that you could be you, shine bright, and stay holy. And if that ain't possible, then baby, take that up with God. Period. <laughs>